The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand cave rescue operation. What is schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before gift? a wedding should I send out save the dates? The first series Use IMAP to playoffs. check email on other email spots. clients. Identify fonts from where to find the best Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Today we're going to talk a little bit about local SEO and Google My Business. Joining us is John Paglio, who is the Digital Marketing Manager at Flight New Media, which is a web design and digital marketing agency in Portland, Maine, who builds websites that establish credibility and generate leads and sales for your business. New Flight Media's websites are designed for results and they'll help you increase your online visibility and site traffic through their digital marketing action plan that's specific to your business, industry, and your audience. And today, John and I are going to discuss leveraging your Google My Business profile in competitive industries. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash AWT. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash a w t all right here's my conversation with john paglio the digital marketing manager at flight new media john welcome to the voices of search podcast hey how are you excited to have you on the show i'm doing well and thank you for asking how is life out in portland maine it's pretty good right now we're we're in spring so one step closer and anybody who knows portland maine knows that spring and summer are some best times here in maine I feel like 2022 is the great awakening, right? We're all sort of coming out of our winter from being inside with our masks on. Then we went through the weather being crappy over winter and everybody's out. They're about starting to go to restaurants. 
I'm going to a baseball game tonight. Like we're doing stuff, right? We're doing stuff for sure. And as a golfer in me, I'm excited to play multiple times a week. I mean, look, as a golfer, you could have been out there the whole time. There's not a lot of people that you're out on the golf course with, but I understand what you're saying. You get, you can get dressed in the yeah. clubhouse now. A lot of COVID regulations, though, on the golf course that have now been lifted, which has been... Sure, tremendous. sure. Yeah, so you can go and have your light beer inside at the bar <laughs> as opposed to on the, I don't know, ninth tee? Uh, first. Yeah. All right, there you go. So, look, this is SEO relevant, I promise. You know, if everybody's going out and about, they're getting their personal services, they're going shopping... That means that local SEO is changing. We've seen this huge shift in local businesses, retail presence businesses, moving away from trying to drive foot traffic to moving their services online. And now we're starting to see that being unwound. So, you know, give me the update of what's happening in local SEO. And how do you think about leveraging your Google My Business profile to meet the common needs of the time? Yeah. Like you said, with the whole pandemic and all that, there was a lot of kind of quick flexibility almost of, of people trying to figure out and business owners trying to figure out how do I move everything online? So they get the website, they get everything going and maybe they start doing some curbside delivery or they do some buy online, pick up in store type deal. But as you said, now it's getting all unwound and we're going back to this whole, you know we want people in our stores and how do we bring people back into our stores? And to be honest, it's not just people in retail, but it's also service-based too. For any people that are doing some home renovations or have any problems with their piping or or whatever it may be, there is a lot of people are going to Google more and more and more to find out. You don't just open the yellow pages anymore, right? <laughs> you don't open the yellow page and say, oh, I like that one. For anybody under, I don't know, like <laughs> 45, the yellow pages, we used to get these giant books <laughs> with the phone numbers of Every business it was the yellow pages were the businesses and the white pages were the, the oh it could have been houses. Oh well, it was combined at one point. Wasn't Look, it? it's it's so far away from having a phone book now that we can't remember the difference <laughs> right. between the yellow and white pages. <laughs> right. So I mean, I think I was at the tail end of the whole yellow pages, but I remember opening up the phone book and you'd see like all businesses listed, but then you'd also have a few that paid a little extra money, probably for their little. Um, headline and their logo that stood out. Their name to be bolded. Yeah, bolded or a little logo or a little image of whatnot. And that's how a lot of people would probably call that business because it's the first place that stood out. So now we kind of take that same mentality from to online with the Google My Business profile. So it's looking at how to make sure that's completely up to date because we're seeing this big shift on Google where Google doesn't want you to leave their search results page, right? Think about when you search for anything. You're seeing knowledge panels that kind of give you that information right in a panel. Or now that the local service ads, you have the phone number and you click to call right there from your mobile device. There's multiple different ways that Google is trying to keep you on their search result page. And Google My Business is just one of the ways that Google is going to keep you in. So I feel like the landscape has changed in Google My Business and, and in local SEO for a couple different reasons. One, we're seeing this shift from everybody's moving towards digital and now we're starting to open back up online. But two, all of the companies that were retail presence only now have a digital presence. So in theory, there is more competition for that local search. You know, Talk to me about ways that you can 
differentiate? How do you think when you're in a competitive industry, right? I'm a roofer in the suburbs of San Francisco. And now instead of me having the only Google My Business presence of the roofing community, now there's five companies. You know, what are the ways that you're staying competitive? Well, before we get into that, the biggest thing here is one of the biggest factors that we cannot control is proximity. So let's say in the suburbs of San Francisco, there are four roofers closer to you. If you were searching for a roofer and there are four closer to you, that fifth one may not even be seen in that local three-pack or even kind of in above the fold, so to speak. Because what Google My Business is doing in, in local SEO in general is it's taking from a proximity standpoint. So where you're searching right where you are, it takes into consideration who's around you and who's closest to you. I actually just did a test, an experiment around here in Portland on pet stores. And just to see if I went to three or four different locations in the city, how different my search results would be. And most of them were very localized. In one of the locations I went to, there was actually locations for other cities because there were no others in my immediate area. So it's a proximity-based model that Google's going after. So you can't really do anything there, right? Like there's nothing you can do about that. However... I mean, open open multiple different services or multiple different <laughs> listings, right? Well, yeah, that, that you can also do that. So if you're some sort of franchise or if you have multiple offices, lo, like office locations, that's how you would kind of combat that proximity battle. But you can't open up a business profile for seven or eight different cities if you only have a physical location in one of those cities. Well, I used to work for a laundry and dry cleaning company, and they had multiple locations in multiple different cities, San Francisco, Los Angeles. I don't remember where the third... Anyway, San Francisco, Los Angeles, a couple other cities. And we were always trying to figure out how do we show up as a dry cleaner in everywhere in the city. And there is a little gamification that can be happening here where like you look at businesses like food trucks, and I'm not exactly sure how that is handled today, but I remember back in the day, you could basically have a geographic area of coverage. Yeah, you still can do that, but it's not as exact as like a store that is in one place or your business office is in one place and you can show up. You can certainly set a radius because there are plenty of businesses everywhere around that are working out of their homes and you don't want customers to know where you live per se, but you can say, I serve this area. I serve the San Francisco area. I serve the LA area. And it's a little bit of a a downturn with your viewpoint from Google, but... It, you're still kind of getting into the competition and into the the rankings there. Yeah. Okay. So proximity is a big factor. What are some of the other factors for optimizing in a competitive industry? Yeah. So the first thing that we always look at when, when I'm working with anyone is reviews. Reviews is your biggest thing. I challenge you to go view a product on Amazon and not look at the reviews. We all look at reviews no matter what it is, whether it's a product or a service. So the more heartfelt reviews that you're getting on your Google My Business Profile the more users are going to see your profile and the more that Google will see your profile as a place of people that people go there and they trust you, assuming that they're good. (laughs) But the more... It's not just star reviews either. It's star reviews plus three to four or five sentences of how the service or how the product or whatever it was, how that was, because that you're building up trust over time. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. 
You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. So obviously your reputation is going to be a big impact on your SEO performance. It's going to also impact your conversion rates. Uh, reviews are a little tricky, right? Because you want positive reviews. You want your customers to write about you, but they're so impactful for your business that sometimes businesses by reviews that aren't actually legitimate. They're not real reviews. Yep, absolutely. Is that a marketing channel and a lever that you can and or should pull to try to drive incremental interest in your business or you want to stay away from the fake stuff because it just gets you in trouble? You always want to stay as far away as fake stuff as possible because Google's gotten better at, at looking at spam or there are... I've seen many instances of competitors going out and marking other competitors as spam refer, uh, reviews because... They see what they're doing. They're gaming the system there. So it's more about a one-on-one -on -one approach, which I talk to a lot of my clients about is start reaching out to some of your best customers first, your repeat customers, and start there because they're the ones who are willing to go out of their way and give you a five-star review with a paragraph or so about the service or the product or the quality or whatever it may be. And then from there, you can kind of trickle it down to start, start touting it in your storefront, start touting it on your website. And then that way you can start to build up that pool of reviews. And now you're going to get bad reviews, right? You're going to get mediocre reviews and that's okay. As long as there's not a trend in bad reviews, as long as you don't have a trend of one-star reviews set talking about bad service or dirty bathrooms or whatever it may be, as long as you can mitigate those one-star reviews. And by mitigating, I mean changing and making sure you're making the change when, when one of those reviews comes in. Or responding to that review in a professional way that shows other users that you're taking that one-star review to heart and you're actually doing something about it. Because other users, the, the, the third-party user who's watching this interaction happen, if they get a one-star review for bad service, but they see the business respond to a bad review, for that third-party user that's watching it, they may say, oh, well, they actually do care about these one-star reviews and they're trying to make it better. So I'm still going to go give that restaurant a chance or I'm still going to go give that chiropractor a chance because they're, they're still trying to make it better regardless of that one-star review. All right, proximity, reviews, review management. Those all seem yeah. like table stakes, right? Yeah. That's the basic blocking and tackling of I've got local businesses or I've got lots of local businesses 
where is the business? What's the reputation? When you're in a competitive industry, other than making sure that your customers are speaking fondly of you or managing unhappy relationships, you know, what are the other ways that you can make sure that Google ranks your business appropriately? Yeah, whenever Google gives you the chance to advertise your business for free, <laughs> you got to take it, right? So there's a few different aspects to Google My Business that you can use to leverage that. So there's three. There's Google Posts, there's questions and answers, and there's messaging. So for Google Posts, the way that we treat it is we treat it as like another social channel, right? Like we're not posting everything there. We're not saying like, hey, we, you know, look at this dog that came into the restaurant today. Like that's not what we're doing. But with Google Posts, we're doing it as a way of saying, we tout our service offerings. We're touting our specials, our discounts. It's just a way to, to show users that we're also engaging with them on Google as well. So just going back to what I was saying earlier about how Google doesn't want the user to leave the search engine results page, by adding Google posts here that are timely, a timely fashion, you're able to kind of draw that user in by saying, oh, look, like they actually have a Wednesdays are happy hour, extended happy hours. Here's the menu. We should go. It's that kind of extra level of information that you can give the user on the profile that may sway them to convert in whether it's online or in person. Just like traditional SEO, content is always, let's say, king here. Obviously, very important. Sorry for the content is king metaphor, everybody. But the truth is, if you're creating content that is relevant and timely and in some way ephemeral, right? Your special of the day is not necessarily content that's meant to last forever. But if you're showing Google that you're staying up to date, you're giving them the signal that you're active on the platform, that's a signal that shows that you are a caring business owner. And that's likely going to impact how you're going to show up in rankings. So we got proximity. We've got reputation. We've got content. Any other factors that are going to help you rank in a competitive industry? Yeah. So another big one would be messaging. There's that messaging feature in the back end of your Google My Business profile where you can turn it on in users within business hours, or you can set up an automated answer. Users can interact with you on a one-on-one -on -one basis about asking some really basic questions. And if you're... I can attest to this. I am a millennial and I know other generations lower than me or younger than me hate talking on the phone, right? We want to just get on a keyboard and just have a few questions answered and then we... Or if it's an email. So by, by turning on your messaging feature, it is seen as a conversion factor that can improve the customer experience. At the end of the day, Google My Business and Google in general is a platform. And the more that you can keep your users on their platform, the more that they're going to prioritize your business. And this is nothing new. This is the same for Facebook. It's the same for LinkedIn, right? When you're linking to other places that take them out of the search results, that's going to decrease the likelihood of Google making revenue. And therefore, Google's not going to prioritize you as much. At the end of the day, you know, when you're thinking about local SEO, really the primary factors are where is your business? What's your reputation? But these other factors when you're in a competitive industry of what content you have, are you using Google's products to communicate with your users are just little incremental signals that are basically tiebreakers that might push you over the edge. Absolutely. John, any other last thoughts on what you need to do to optimize your local business in a competitive industry? I think uh, I think uh, kind of the best way to sum it up is just have you like just kind of turning it back to listeners and saying, 
have you ever done a Google search for a local business? And, and if let's say you do get that three pack and you click on all three of those businesses, are you more apt to click on a business that has very little information, that has very few reviews, but is closer to you? Or are you going to choose the third business in that local pack that it might be a little further away, but it's got 50 plus reviews, it's got Google posts, it's got some services listed out, it's got some questions and answers there. And it just looks more lived in. I mean, personally, I would choose the little bit further away one because I know the experience will be that that much better. And I that's the way I work. But I know that's how a lot of people in the world work. Hey, if, if that's how John rolls, that's what we should all be doing. Everyone, make sure that your Google My Business accounts look lived in. Make sure that they look active. And at the end of the day, people are always looking at your profiles and making snap judgments. So the more reviews, the more comments, the more the more full your profile looks, the better shot you have at earning that business. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with John Paglio, the digital marketing manager at Flight New Media. If you'd like to get in touch with John, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is John Paglio, J-O-H-N-P-A-G-L-I-O. Or you could visit his company's website, which is takeflight.com, T-A-K-E-F-L-Y-T-E.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed. We're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember the answers are always in the data.